Klausi-Eisen, And a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport editor Kieran McCarthy. On today's show we'll be building up to Saturday's Munster football final between Cork and Kerry at Porky Cueve and speaking to Castlehaven's Brian Hurley. We'll also chat the Cork Jewel star Libby Coppinger from Kekel, who was involved in the Cork Ladies' Munster final win over Waterford for her field last Sunday. Libby was also in action for the Cork Camogie team on Saturday as they beat Clare 319 to 9 points in the first round of the All-Ireland Championship. Now, Kieran, before we preview Saturday's Munster final and hear from Brian Hurley, your last word column from last week's Southern Star, it's also available to read for free online. It's causing quite a stir on both sides of the county bounds. And we touched on the themes of it briefly on a podcast a few weeks back. But just to set the scene for Munster final week, we're around four days away. What what was your column about and how have people been reacting to it? What it was, I suppose I'm in a unique position here, Jack, for those that, that don't already know. I'm a Kerryman. I'm a Kerryman working in West Cork. I'm a Kerryman working in a West Cork newspaper writing about Cork football. So, like I said in the column, that kind of muddies the waters a small bit, but it shouldn't. So, um, so it was it was my advice to Cork people on how to survive Kerry folk in the build-up to Saturday's Munster final. Because um, Kerry folk, by their nature, our nature, can be an insufferable lot when it, when it comes to football. So I have a unique kind of uh, unique position that I have a... I have a foot on both sides of the county bounds, so this is my advice for Cork people and how to, I suppose, get through get get through what can be a fairly tough week for Cork football fans, considering, I suppose, the different um, tra- tra- trajectories of both counties in recent years. So it's yeah, it's getting different reaction, and depends on what side of the county bounds you're from. From people back in Kerry, I've been accused of treason. Um, I might not be left back into Kerry again. My passport could be revoked, but um. I think Cork people can see where I'm coming from when they see the reaction of Kerry people on, on Twitter. I think I was bang on the money. Yeah, so obviously there are Kerry folk trying to stir it up by claiming Cork are favourites for Saturday's final. But like breaking it down and getting realistic here. Before, we, I'm not going to get your prediction for the game just yet, obviously. But from a realistic standpoint, Kerry are obviously favourites. They're mm-hmm. hot favourites with the bookies. Yeah. How do you see the game panning out from a Cork perspective and what do you think, realistically, would be a good result? Like I said, Eric, Jack, Kerry have to be overwhelming favourites. Kerry, Kerry beat Cork by 3.18 to 2.4 last year's Munster final and we're, we're only 12 months on from that. Um, Kerry are a team that were in the Division 1 league final. Cork are a team that were, were relegated to Division 3 of the Football League. So there's a big gulf in class between the... Between the two counties, and this Kerry team, I think, is going for the seven in a row, too, in, in, in Munster. People talk about the Leinster Football Championship being one-sided, but it's been the same in, in Munster for... Um, since uh, since 2013, Kerry have won every senior football man- Munster Championship, and um, so there is a big gulf between them. 
I think for Cork going into this, it's so important to get a performance because we've spoken about it before, Jack. The big problem with Cork football teams over the last number of years is how inconsistent they can be. Even rewind back to last year, um, Cork beat Tipperary away in the Munster Senior Football Final with a, with a good performance. I think they won by 10 points in Turles. And there was an optimistic mood ahead of, of, of the Munster Final. And then Kerry go and they trash. Like, it's... 318 to 24 like it was a hammering you know and it was in it was embarrassing at the end it was it was a really really bad day or bad evening for cork football so i think cork need a performance first and foremost they also need a plan remember last year's monster final um cork were wiped out at midfield and it was wave after wave after wave of of carry attack and the cork defense just crumbled um Cork really need to keep it very tight at the back. Um, they need to at least break it even in midfield. But if not that, at least have a kick-out strategy where they can get the ball forward. Because when you've the likes of Brian Hurley and Mark Collins in the Indian side line and Rory Dean, probably the, he'll be in the half-forward line coming deep as well. You have fellas who can hurt Kerry, but you need to get them the ball. You really have to get them the ball. So Cork need to get the ball. I know it sounds so simple, doesn't it? But you really need to get the ball in, 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 into, the, in, into their attack. Um, if it becomes like last year, when it is wave after wave of carry attack, it'll just it'll end up one sided again. And so, we kind of we we we've spoken about Cork's preparation <laughs> in recent weeks. We know how they're going to set up and what we think is likely to happen in relation to to their game plan. But then, from a Kerry perspective, obviously there's been loads of coverage from the Kerry media and the national media about a supposed injury crisis. In the kingdom, mm-hmm. there was a headline in the Kerryman or Kerry's oh, Eye. Sure. Uh, yeah. The Walking Wounded yeah. was the reference to, of course, uh, the television show, The Walking Dead. But where where are Kerry at the minute? Uh, they obviously weren't overly impressive in the Munster semi final, but they still got the job done. They beat Dublin in the league. What kind of Kerry can we be? Can we expect? And we want to hear this from the perspective of someone from. A neutral perspective, yeah. not the, the Kerry Plumossing. Not, not the Kerry era. I suppose go back to the Munster semi final. So Kerry against Clare. Kerry won that by six points in the end up in up in Innes. And um, Kerry were getting slated after for their second half performance. But rewind back to their first half. They missed three goal chances in the first 15 minutes. If any of those have gone in, you could have had a situation that you had in Parky Ring when Cork hit Limerick for 3 7 in, in the opening the opening 19, 20 minutes. So as much as Kerry were being slated, um, that first half performance, they were quite good. James O'Donoghue scored 1-1 before he went off injured. And when you have an inside inside line of James O'Donoghue, Paul Ganey and David Clifford, like that would trouble any any defence in the in, in the country. So um, in terms of walking wounded, that's that was peak Kerry era. And, I, and that's what I wrote about in, in, in last week's column as well. Like if you believe that, you're a fool because... Um, most of those players, if not all of those players, will be available. I know James O'Donoghue is still an injury doubt. There's still a concern over him. He's the most um, worrying um, from a from a Kerry perspective. But even players that they were missing against against Clare, the likes of Paul Murphy, who's been a superb player for Kerry in, in the half-back line over the last couple of years, and Jack Barry and Darren Moynihan, they're all fit for selection. So Kerry have almost a full-strength team besides the long-term injuries. The likes of Peter Crowley's out for the year with a cruciate. But on the other hand, in Cork have their own long-term injuries, like sort of Sam Ryan is out for the year and so on. So, um, so yeah, Kerry, Kerry are where they want to be, actually, Jack, this week, because there's something to work on. And that's what Kerry like to be, kind of. People are kind of raising a couple of questions about them after the clear performance. So that gives them an angle going into this game, as, in, as, if, as if they have a point to prove again. When the, real, the reality is they don't have a point to prove against this Cork team, because 
they are a better team and they should win the game. So, um, but that's how Kerry work. You, you, they just want some sort of angle, something to gnaw on to give them that edge going into the game. And the edge that they have is that second half against Clare when they were sloppy and Clare outworked them and the work rate wasn't there by Kerry. So um, to, to answer the question, Kerry are where they want to be right now. And the fact that people are starting to talk of Carcass Mall with two, which is, it's almost typical in the run-up to Munster final, kind of, I know hope springs eternal, like, but I just think burst that bubble with a, with, a, with a big, big needle to kind of get a big dash of realism and just realise where Cork are right now. Okay, well, that's uh, Kieran McCarthy's thoughts. And we're going to get Brian Hurley's thoughts in just a minute. He's been the man of the moment for Cork so far in this year's championship. But just one other thing I want to bring up with you, Kieran. There's been a tweet doing the rounds on Twitter this morning that's got a lot of traction. <clears throat> and it was from a man by the name of Brian O'Donovan, who is a Kilmacabee GAA fan, and he said, and people wonder why Cork footballers are badly supported. Munster GAA not helping by charging €40 Euro for the stand and €30 Euro for the terrace for Saturday's Munster football final. Who in their right mind would pay those prices? So that tweet has got a lot of traction. We've been tagged in it several times, I suppose. People looking for our reaction and uh, your thoughts in particular, I suppose. Do you see that as being overpriced for a Munster football final or is it par for the course in today's climate I need to double check whether the, if it's the pre-purchase ticket could be 35 euro and if it is I think it's the same price as last year's final so um, if, if you purchase your ticket beforehand you get you, you get that fiver off 35 for the stand and I think 25 for for the terrace um, it's worth pointing out too that the minor final is on at 4.45 beforehand so you, you are getting two games there is it expensive it probably is yeah to be quite realistic, it is you could easily you could easily bring it down to twenty five thirty euro um twenty even twenty five euro for for those two games that would represent good value and as well because what you don't want is a half empty parky queeve on Saturday night you want a, a big crowd there um and you could get a big crowd if it was priced priced right because the Cork hurlers aren't in the Munster final this year they missed out on that so this is the the, the only Cork senior team that is in the Munster final it's in Parky Queeve. Hopefully, it'll be a nice evening on Saturday up, up in the city. So, if it was more reasonably priced, I think you could get a, a bigger crowd. Um, I know some people have an issue with, uh, with the throwing time of 7 o'clock. Let's say people out in Bear, if you're, if you're travelling down to Bear after a game, you won't get, get home till all hours. But that is what it is. You know, kind of, I actually like the 7 o'clock throwing. I like that feeling of, a, of an evening time throwing. If you get a get a nice a nice big crowd there, you get a nice atmosphere going and then head into the city after. So um, I can see where you're coming from, yeah, kind of, it is, it is dear. Uh. Okay, thanks, Kieran. Well, one man who I'm sure won't be paying too much attention to any of the Kerry coverage or the ticket pricing is Brian Hurley from Castlehaven. And he's been in great form of late. And he spoke at the media day for Saturday's game to Dennis Hurley. You're, you're happy enough, I suppose, with, with how things are at the moment. Yeah, sure. Look, you're, I'm happy, like you know. <laughs> you're playing, you're playing good football. Um, back in the setup, uh, yeah, just, just you know, it's, it's every young fella's dream to be coming lining up for a Munster final in the park, like you know. Yeah. What, I mean? what was this? Was it in more of a relief than anything else? I wouldn't say relief, like, and I'm not being smart, like, because relief is like there's pressure on. There's not yeah. pressure on, like, you know what I mean? Um, like, like it's like you know if you're here every night like the feathers are hopping like feathers yeah. are hopping 
like like you have to be on your toes everywhere like you know if fellas are knocking on the door Michael Sherlock are only itching to come in like yeah. Jan didn't get a look in the whole league he started against like every like everyone's pushing each other like you know yeah. what I mean so like I think like you know if, if fellas are on about like a relief over Limerick like I think it's nonsense to be honest because like you know I think we're always favourites going into the game we blew them out of the water in 15 minutes and um it just shows that the intensity in training and stuff is there, and yeah. you know, and there's a bit of a spring about us. And uh, like, is it, is it the case that the the public's perception of the Cork football team is a lot different to the reality? Like, was say after the relegation and after the, the poor performances last year, maybe the, the fans would be kind of, you know, saying, "Oh, why should we go and watch them?" Whereas, you like like you're saying, within the camp, there's a strong a strong vibe and kind of a. A, a good good attitude yeah yeah oh there is 100% like you know what I mean like the cock perception has been you know fairly demanding always hurling our football no matter what you play soccer cock city look at it yeah. like, you know what I mean when you're doing great <laughs> they're the best team in the world and yeah. you see this year at cock city like you know I, it, like things it's easy to swing to different ways like you know and same in football and hurling like but look um, you can't even that bother you you know what I mean yeah. you're here to do a job you're here to train to get the most out of yourself and push everyone else beside you and that's happening that's happening yeah. as simple as like challenge games trainings um, you've seen the champions performance things are fairly good and positive like, yeah. you know what I mean and uh, I believe if you work hard and push each other in training you're going to get performances yeah. like you know and hopefully that will come Saturday is that attitude we'll say even stronger with you given how close you came we'll say to you know to or the, the bad injuries you've suffered, you know, the time out you've had that you want to make the most of, of the rest of your time, however long that would be? Yeah, yeah. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, like, you know, and, like, I couldn't say it strong enough. Um, like, you know, when you think your career was over yeah. and to get another chance at it and kind of come in at a mature level, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, like, it's like a new start, only you've been here before, if you know what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah. It's like, I feel like a young fellow with an older head if you know what I'm trying to yeah, say yeah. and you see things happening and you give a voice to younger fellas and they take it on board and you see them doing it which is you know it gives yeah. you a little kick in saying yeah geez, these boys these want to be here as well and they're pushing themselves like you know so without a doubt like you know <laughs> you take something from a kid or something and he'll only want to you know what I mean yeah. I'm the same like you know you think you want what you can't have and sitting up there for two years watching it or don't yeah. care and you watch it you want it and when you get back you make sure you grab it with two hands because and you don't let anyone else grab it in front of you because the amount of work you do to get back and take it and you know sacrifices you made were frightening all along and yeah. the amount of work you put in with the medical team and stuff no one sees that but yeah. look for me like you know as I'm saying it to Kieran like you know I've done proper interviews since 2015 I wanted to do my talk in the field I wanted to get back first and yeah. hopefully I can do that on Saturday night When it happened the second time was it a worse feeling than when it happened the first time were you thinking you know we're back down to um, zero here like um well like you know when you're told you, you wouldn't play at this level again and that they weren't operating you yeah. it's a fairly frightening experience even for a fella that tries to be a bit of a hard man like you know yeah. um, that's not easy like and that's 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 putting it fairly soft like you know yeah. like the, the, you know your thing that makes you the most enjoyable thing in the world and the, you know the most fancy thing you want to play and and you can't have it. It's 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 scary in a yeah. way, like you know. Um, and it's hard to describe if you haven't been in that situation. But I can tell you, fellas with injuries in similar sports and whatnot, you know who I've talked, I uh, have been understand it one hundred percent. And like 
to be standing here in the park talked out ready to go training like you know it's um it's it's it's, it's a mini kind of dream it's it's yeah. weird feeling like you know and it's it's hard to talk to Phil about it but uh, every night you come training here it's, it's easy to get going and easy to get up for to be honest with you Yeah, and like were, were there points in the recovery where you really doubted your ability to come back or did you always have that know, absolute look, determination anyone that knows me I have a bit of that like you know what I mean but they're not going to lie to you you know they're 100% those lows times like yeah. came out of a brace the second time after 9 weeks in a brace 90 degrees and uh my left leg was a third of the size of my right leg, you know. Yeah. That gave me a, a, a fair fright and trying to say to myself, how am I going to get back here? Like, this is impossible, like, you know. And, uh, but look, I've never said a word impossible, I suppose, you know. Yeah. When you, when you have a, a serious team around you and positive guys to, to push you and um, a very good ma- a medical team, Dr. Con, like, Edo, uh, Brian O'Connell, Connell Lane, all these guys with top class exercises and top class contacts to get you in the right places um, you know they, they put you on the track and it's, it's, it's up to yourself then to go like you know but yeah I did have lows not going to lie yeah. to you but look it's the determination I have it in me I think you know whatever I came from I think I was born with it just yeah. keep pushing yourself people doubted me people said that I wouldn't make it back and that just gave me more appetite to drive on yeah. um, and uh, yeah here we are is a long old road but and, and like you played last year but I suppose you weren't at absolute sharpness um, no, like I would say, if I was being honest with you, look, uh, and I like to be honest, like you know, I was there 120 percent mentally, but yeah. physically the body wasn't following the head, like you know, things I wanted to do, I couldn't. Unfortunately, it was just the body wasn't moving as good, like it wasn't as sharp, it wasn't, uh, you know, I, I suppose I, I did trim down and stuff, but it just yeah. wasn't happening for me. And look, we did a lot of work this winter. We did a lot of work early pre-season. Even I missed a lot of the league. I was doing extra work and. Um, I believe that, you know, the body is in good nick. Yeah. I've leaned down, you know, nearly five kilos. I feel lighter on top. Um, and, you know, the legs are just seem to be moving better. And it's, I suppose, look, as I say, hard work pays off, like, you know. Yeah. And, you know, as I say, here we are. And so were you almost expecting a performance like the one against Limerick? Or was it better than you could have even hoped for? Um, no, look, if I was being honest with you, I'm not coming across because I think there's more in me, like, yeah. you know. Um, I, I, I think, you know, being honest, the real test is going to be Saturday night and see where I'm at. I felt feel fairly good in the last month or two in training. I've been sharp and stuff like that. But, look, you're only good as your last game and we'll see how we go now on, on, on Saturday night. And there is a, a belief in the camp like that that you're going out to win, you know. It's not just a case of this being a free hit and kind of focus on the qualifier game. Not a hope. Not a, not a hope. Like, you know, if you think you, like you're going to back down from any opposition, especially Kerry, I think, you know... You're interviewing the wrong men or the wrong lads around here, to be honest with you, like, you know, and yeah. like, that's being straight up with you, like, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, paw off questions, I'd be straight up with you, I, like, I love challenges, I love big games, um, and this, this is what I thrive on, and I can't wait for it, and, uh, like, you know, there seem to be all talking them up, I just can't wait for it, like, you know, it's a two horse race, um, you see, you see Liverpool against Barca 3-0 down. Liverpool came back and win it. You look at Anthony Joshua against Ruiz. Ruiz knocked him out. Supposedly, Joshua was unbeatable. Like, you work hard enough, you put it in, and you, have, you believe in it, you won't be far away. Thank you for listening to the Star Sports Podcast. Don't forget to pick up this week's Southern Star, featuring our award-winning sports section that has everything a sports fan in West Cork could want. Available every Thursday in shops across West Cork 
and online from anywhere in the world. The Southern Star, number one for sport in West Cork. Welcome back to the Star Sport podcast and Kieran Kilkill's Libby Coppinger is a busy woman at the minute lining out for both the Cork ladies football and Camogie teams but luckily for us she made some time to speak with you after their win in the Munster final over Waterford last weekend. Yeah Jack very busy weekend for Libby Coppinger on Saturday she started for the Cork Camogie team as they won their opening game in the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship. They won away to Clare at Six Mile Bridge. And then on Sunday evening, Livy swapped codes and she started for the Cork Ladies football team as they won the Munster football final against Waterford at Dungarvan. So a really successful weekend for Libby. Two wins, um, two wins in two different codes. So I caught up with Libby earlier to have a chat about her busy weekend and how she juggles Camogie and football. We're delighted to be joined in the Star Sport podcast by Cork Jewel Star Libby Coppinger. First off, Libby, congrats on a on a great weekend. It was a very busy weekend for you um, with the Cork Camogie team and the football team. But we'll start on Saturday night, Six Mile Bridge, the first game of the Liberty Insurance Senior Camogie Championship. A good win for Cork, um, 319-09 against Clare. Um, you started, so that was that was the start to your busy weekend, Libby. Yeah, um, exactly. We kind of, we knew it was coming up, um, but like like we always say, it's kind of, we want to be playing the matches and it's just great that there was no clash or anything like that so we could get the recovery in. But um, yeah, it was great. We kind of, we knew we'd be in with a battle heading up to Clare and it was just great to come out with a result um, and get the, the ball rolling for this championship. How important is it to get that first win in the group and get off to a winning start? Oh, like it's, and it's, it's crucial. It kind of just gives you momentum and you can keep building then for the rest of it. Um, and like, you know, you kind of can't really be expecting to win any matches so you just have to take it all as they come and um, just thankfully we got the win um, Saturday night After that then with the Munster Ladies Football Final on Sunday what, what, what did you do after the game like when you, when you came home from Six Mile Bridge did you go back down home to Kill or, or where did you go like what was, what, what was your preparation in terms of the finish up of the game on Saturday and the Munster Ladies Football Final on, on Sunday in Dungarvan um, Yeah so um, I actually I came home to Kilkill that night just to kind of get um, a good sleep in my own bed and stuff like that but we made sure we got um, a good bite to eat with the Camogie team um, that was very important just to get our recovery in and then a good night's sleep was crucial um, and then just kind of you know your your basic foam rolling stretching all that jazz just making sure you've got your fuel and your bodies are covered enough to go again on Sunday but in a way it was annoying that Sunday's game was so late in the evening for people traveling and stuff like that but myself and Hannah kind of couldn't have asked for much more time you know we got yes. the, the as much nearly 24 hours of recovery before we had to go again so that was good for us so i presume you were back to the cake until probably past midnight on saturday night would it, would it have been that late um i actually i only went down with the bus for i stopped i got off in um corporate court so mm-hmm. mom went up to the match and i came down with her so that kind of cut a bit of time off the travel um i'm not actually sure i don't think it was that late i'd say we were home maybe 11 ish Maybe ten, eleven. So it was okay. Sunday morning. So what time? Did, or Sunday afternoon? What time did you link up with the Cork football team? Um. So we met in Rochestown Park Hotel at like quarter to three for mm-hmm. our pre-match meal. Then and headed off in the bus then together up to Dungarvan. And then because you, I think you played fifty-one minutes of the game on on Saturday night against Clare, and you started then again on the the Munster Ladies final for the footballers. When did you find out that you were starting in both games? Um, so football actually named their team during the week. So I, I kind of knew I'd be 
featuring for some part anyway on Sunday and then we didn't find out until Saturday morning about Komogi. Um just yeah, so And and then when it came to the to the, the game in Dungarvan, the Munster final against Waterford, like when you were starting off it's your second game in twenty four hours, would the legs feel a bit heavy, would you feel a bit tired or are you just, just rearing for road? Um I think like we were rearing for old, you know, there was a good atmosphere around the place. We wanted to put in a good performance. Um, I was trying to just not think about the night before because um, sometimes, you know, when you tell yourself you're tired, you actually are tired, worse off than you are. So you kind of just have to put it in the back of your mind, forget that you've played a match. And like the fact that we won on Saturday was a big boost going into Sunday because you were in good form and everything like that. So all that helped. But like as in I got another rub when I got to the match on Saturday or Sunday as well. So that kind of just helped flush anything out of the body that, you know, could be making you sore or anything like that. And how was the preparation for, for that game on Sunday evening against Waterford? Because you beat him so convincingly earlier on in the Munster Championship. I think it was at 22, 24 points just a couple of weeks ago. Was it hard to almost get up for that game when you when you beat him so convincingly? Or... Um, like, it, it, I suppose it's in the back of your mind a little bit. But at the mm-hmm. same time, we know Waterford are a great side. So you kind of can't be, um, you know taking any chances or taking the foot off the pedal. So we just put in a good few weeks of training. Like we had a match against Kerry the following week and that was good to build on again. Um, but yeah, like we knew they'd be throwing other stuff at us and like they probably went a bit more defensive and we found it tough to break it down, I suppose, in the first half against the wind. But um, no, like as in, you, like as when it's a Munster Championship, you're always going to be up for the match. A Munster final, you want to be bringing it home. And um, I think like a big thing for us is we hadn't won back-to-back Munster titles in a few years. So it was it was really good to get that win. And you've also know you've won Munster Senior Camogie title and a Munster Senior Football title. So and you, yourself and, and Hannah Looney, to be fair. So um, with the footballers, that's two out of the three trophies on offer. The next one is the All Ireland. How do you think you're you're set up for a real a real assault on, on that title, Libby? Um, I I think like every everybody in the camp now has been very good this year. Like we've put in some great training. And I think one thing is our panel is absolutely massive this year. Like, no one's guaranteed a start, and that's what you need. Um, so, like, yeah, it was it was great to win the league and now to win the Munster as well. But this is the big one, and hopefully we'll get our the two group games out of the way and drive it on again. I'm actually I, – I'm not sure who we're playing now next off, but we have a couple of weeks to kind of gather ourselves again and um, back with the preparation now for the All-Ireland series. I think it's a full month before the ladies footballers are back out again. And I know if it's Gerald, the manager's given a kind of a down week this week and off week, but there's probably no rest for you because the Carcamogie team is out this weekend, this Saturday against Kildare. So you probably don't, don't have any rest. So how hard is it for you, Libby, to manage everything, to, to kind of to, to juggle both, to, to, to juggle both the Camogie and the football? Um, yeah, like it, it, it can be difficult at times, but I think this year of all the years, the management have been very good to us. Like, you know, other years we might have been trying to sort it out ourselves or be like, oh, you know, we'll go here now and just sorting it between ourselves. But this year they've been on to each other the whole time and they're really making it so, like, we don't have to make any decisions. It's just, okay, you're with Komogi Tuesday night with us Wednesday night, you know. And that's really helpful just because you can focus on training and putting in the best performances of training and stuff and not worry about all the other factors. Um, but, yeah, like, I think... We'll, we'll have the game now this weekend, but then we'll have a week off. So it's, it's not too bad. And I suppose the fact that we have a couple of weeks off of football, no matches, that definitely helps focus on Komogi for the couple of weeks. You know, so we kind of can't complain. We have the best of both worlds in a way. Um, but yeah, just I suppose just making sure you're keeping on top of the recovery the whole time mm. is, is a big thing. Um, 
And I, I know for for um, Paddy Maureen, and if it's sure, like you said, the lines of communication are open there, and they're they're in constant contact. And um, but you're not the sort of player, maybe I don't think that that will put your hand up to say you want to sit out the game. So is it is it hard for you when they kind of say we must rest you out, we must take you off halfway through this game because you want to play every game, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Like as in, you, like I, I suppose the lucky thing is, and the thing you always want to be is fit, fit and fresh and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, free from injury. But it is it is tough when you think you have more to give, but you know, you're being saved for another match and stuff like that. But um no, look, as in I'm just wanting to give the both my best to both teams and if that means, you know, not playing a different match, that's that's fine with me. Um, like I suppose the one thing is it's tough when it comes to club and everything like that. Like I I've I rarely get to go down to club training or even play any club matches. Um because just the demands of the inter-county scene. But um, no, look, as in, I'm happy to be able to do it and I'm glad they're very accommodating. We've spoken before about, I suppose, the Cork's history with dual players and it goes in both the men's and, and, and the women's game. Is, is it very important that you feel that, that dual players are afforded the chance to play both codes? Like, thankfully this year and touch wood, there's been no kind of clashes that we've seen in, in, in recent years. So I think it's very important that there is, there is that chance for players to be able to play both camogie and football. Oh yeah, definitely. Like as in, I'm delighted to be able to do it. Like as in, if I had to choose tomorrow morning, I wouldn't know what way I'd go. Um, and like it was always a dream of mine to get to play for Cork in Camogie and football, and it's it's a dream come true. So I think it is it's great, and it's a pity it doesn't happen. You know, in other counties, I suppose with Cork, we've just had a great history, and it's kind of say Bridge and Rena, like the two one of the two of the biggest names. They've led the way for us. So we kind of were just following in the footsteps, but like it's definitely happening in other counties, and it's it's great to see. Um, and you just hope it, it doesn't run out because I know it is getting tougher every year, but it's 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 great to see. Um, so yeah. And you and you obviously like down down in Cake, like you've a you've been a bit a trek up to the city for training and stuff. And we did an interview with your football team at Melissa Dublin last week, and the Southern Star just talking about she just made a point about and. Um, Ladies players get no expenses. I mean, you see the likes yourself, uh, maybe up and down for training, probably a couple of nights a week. I, I, I can't imagine how much you train up and down with the footballers and, and the Camogie team. Is it something you'd hope in the future that, that ladies, ladies players will get expenses? Like, so you'll at least break even and you're not having to dip into your own pocket to kind of to, to play for your county. Yeah, like, isn't that it? You kind of, you can't be asking for too much, but it's just the fact of not being out of pocket kind of thing. Yeah. Um yeah, like I, I'm very lucky now. I kind of I have good parents looking after me, and I, I'd never be stuck for a diesel money or anything like that. But um, it is, and it's just it's when you're like when you're in college, it's grand because you're only over the road. But I'm home now for the summer, and it would like the miles add up fairly fast. Um, it would be great to see. I don't know how it would come about, but if if someone could get involved, it would be brilliant to get it just even a little bit back. Um, would be brilliant. If there's any local car dealership listening to this podcast, Libby is on the road 24-7. Um, she'll be up and down the road from Cake to Cork, so it's, it's, a, it's a chance worth pursuing to we try and get Libby a car or something for the, for the rest of the year. But Libby, come here. Thank you so much for joining us again. Congrats on a great weekend and best of luck for the, for the rest of the summer. Hopefully we'll be chatting to you again. Thank you for listening to the Star Sports Podcast. Don't forget to pick up this week's Southern Star featuring our award-winning sports section. That is everything a sports fan in West Cork could want. Available every Thursday in shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world. The Southern Star, number one for sport in West Cork.
Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. Now, as we alluded to in the first two sections of today's show, it's an extremely busy period for sport in West Cork with the Munster ladies winning the Munster Championship last weekend and the men, their male counterparts, taking on Kerry in the Provincial Desire this Saturday evening. So that can only mean one thing, Kieran. We're set for the bumper Southern Star Sports section this week. Yeah, as you alluded alluded to there, Jack, it's um, the Munster finals take precedence in this week's Star Sports section. We have eight pages on the Cork and Kerry Senior Football Final this Saturday evening. That includes interviews with Brian Hurley, Rory Dean, um, Ron McCarthy from the Cork camp. We also have a special um, profile of Mark Collins, the Castlehaven and Cork footballer who has been so key to Cork over the last couple of years. We also have, have interviews from the Kerry camp with Peter Keane and Sean O'Shea, who was a UCC student and helped UCC win the Sigerson Cup. So he's uh, the Khmer man has um, goes to college in Cork and he plays with Kerry. We have also the, the Cork ladies, the, the Wonder Munster football final. So um, we've talked to Ify Fitzgerald about that fantastic win for them. The Cork Miners are in the Munster final against Kerry as well this Saturday evening. So it's very much inter-county um, heavy this weekend. Um, but there's soccer there too. We do our Southern Star Team of the Year from, from the West Cork League, which is well worth it. Any place for me? Um, we do our well. Do you have a first division team of the year? Maybe we have a C team that Joe McCarthy is busy working on, but I haven't seen your name directing for that either. So um, there's always next season. Yeah, there's always next season. But I kind of wanted to be on the team of the year this season. But look, say la vie. But there was talks on Baltimore that you're a one season wonder. So you really have to back that up, Jack. And we'll uh, maybe this time twelve months you might kind of force your way into the subs or something like that. Um, so it is. It's another action-packed sports section, and I just want to mention too that this Friday evening in the Parkway Hotel in Dunmanway is the launch of the Sam Maguire Sevens Football Tournament. Um, I'm just mentioning it because it's the night before the Munster Football Final, and they have a great lineup there. They have Conor Coonahan, Graham Canty, Noel O'Leary, Teddy McCarthy, as well as a couple of uh, players from the Offaly 1982 team. And also from Cork Lady footballers Libby Coppinger, Emma Spillane and Dunmanway's own um, Melissa Duggan will be there. It's just a great night to spend before Munster final. There'll be fun, crack guaranteed. Again, it's the launch of the Sam Maguire Sevens, which is a brand new football competition that will be held on Saturday, September 7th, organised by Sam Maguire's and Donny's GA Club. So if anyone is in Dunmanway or West Cork on Friday evening, it kicks off in the Parkway Hotel at 8 o'clock and it's just like it's a good way to spend the night. I know, you've obviously emceed some big events in the past. There's obviously footage of you all over the internet guiding Gary and Paul through one of their first interviews mm-hmm. post the Olympics. And if you have a similar job of work on your hands Friday night with uh, 12 guests, I think. Yeah. But how do you feel going into this big event as MC with now 19 Star Sport podcasts under your belt you're pretty much a professional broadcaster at this stage so i'm sure there'll be lots of laughs on hand at the parkway on friday it's it's all down to the it's all down to the star sport podcast getting my tongue tied there it's um it's been a learning curve here with you jack you know you've taught me many tricks in the in these 19 episodes and i think um i think we're getting better and better and better so this is my monster final on, on friday night i'll um i got my championship haircut last week i'll Chicken, veg and pasta all week. Um, get a bit of a rub down, I think, on, on Friday evening. And it's all gung-ho for an 8 o'clock throw-in. And I 
I just hope I can talk a good game. Well, I talk a good game. I hope I can just follow through now and deliver on deliver on the pitch now on, on Friday night. Yeah, I'm sure he will. And just uh, on a more serious note, before we go, then um, obviously you touched on it with Libby Coppinger and with Melissa Duggan in last week's mm-hmm. Star Sports section. It's just the 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 thing about expenses for the Cork ladies footballers. And today news broke that. The Mayo ladies footballers who had a similar arrangement, an arrangement which was basically no expenses mm-hmm. for the Mayo ladies footballers, well, they've struck a deal with Top Oil. So Top Oil are now going to provide fuel cards for the ladies Mayo footballers. So do you think that's something that's realistic that could happen for the Cork ladies footballers? Or do you simply think the Cork County Board should be supplying them with expenses, especially for the girls who are travelling down from Dublin, from Limerick, the girls travelling up from Beira. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think needs to be done to improve uh, matters? That's definitely a step forward with the news from, from Mayo and um, fair dues to all those involved in that. I think, like Yifi Fitzgerald has said before, it's tricky with ladies football because the finances aren't there. You just, you just don't get the crowds at, at games, you know, kind of. The Cork ladies could win an All-Ireland final in September and then the following... February they could play their first league game up in Mallow and you might get two or three hundred people there. So you just don't get the people through the turnstiles to make the money to be able to give I suppose give it give it back to the players in terms of expenses. Um But that 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 kinda of doesn't really hold either, mm. I don't think, because if the Cork County Board can I know a lot of the money would have come from Crow Park and mm. they find themselves in massive debt mm. because of But they're they're, they're they're different county boards. The count the Cork County Board and the Cork Ladies Board are totally different entities. There's there's obviously at, at the moment Except, and the ladies the, the ladies football yeah. and camogie are separate from the GAA and, and there, surely there should be some way around to they're, they're playing the same sport they're doing the same amount for their communities there's been talks the last year or so about the amalgamation happening that the, the camogie and ladies football will go under the GAA, the GAA umbrella and that needs to happen if that happens I think kind of expenses will be one of those kind of that'll be on the in-trade to start out straight away because um like it, it's it's a no-brainer. Like the the ladies footballers and camogie players should not be out of pocket for playing intercounty, um, especially the players down here in West Cork. They've a they've a long way to travel up and down to this city for training and and for games. Even even Libby the weekend just gone like kind of up and down from Keikill to to the to the city, and then she goes a six-mile bridge and she's going to Dungarvan and she's driving home after and stuff. And you have to pay your own way with diesel and Melissa Duggan having to pay her own train tickets up and down twice a week from Dublin to Cork just so she can train you know kind of players should not be out of pocket um, it is a big positive news what's happening in Mayo hopefully someone in Cork a big oil company or anyone involved like that can can spot spot an opportunity to make a difference because these players they put in such effort like they train just as hard as the fellas to be fair they do and they such commitment and such love for the game and you just should not be out of pocket for playing for your county so again it's great news up in Mayo, but it'd be fantastic to see something similar happen down here in Cork. Absolutely. And again, thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week. So you, if you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher or wherever else you listen to the show.